Don't miss the freedom streams where you will be impacted with powerful life-changing messages by Pastor Dennis Mato. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. All divisions, confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive him as their savior and the son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Christ, let us enjoy Christ, let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Zone Radio, enjoying music, enjoying Christ. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Welcome to Freedom Streams brought to you by Freedom Express Ministry, Makindye Kampala, Uganda. These teachings express the triune God in His Word as life to impart, light to shine, grace to enjoy, and truth to realize. And now, let's listen to Pastor Dennis Matoba. Glory to God, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you for turning in once again on Freedom Experience Radio. This is Freedom Streams program brought to you by Pastor Dennis Matov Oda from Kampala, Uganda. And I want to bless the Lord for you people who are following us all the time. Thank you for listening to Freedom Experience Radio. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for sharing us everywhere. You people, you have done so much to spread this radio uh, globally. God bless you. Yes, uh, once again, 
again, I want to uh, prepare you so that we go into the Word of God. Remember, this is our Freedom Streams program, and we are now going into a series of teaching uh, according, uh, we are learning about the freedom of Christ, the experience of Christ, the experience of Christ in the books of Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians. And we are seeing several things, and we have decided to make this into episodes whereby you can keep on uh, coming back and listen to this wonderful series and I previously we are talking about uh, the, uh, uh, it was episode uh, 9 I believe it was episode 9 where we were talking about Christ being our life giving spirit in our spirit and we also saw uh, we also talked about being snared by doctrines and gifts yes uh, now permit me to just continue because of the time for those of you who have missed the first to the ninth episode please try to look for our our podcasts on Hear This Art. Here This Art is a platform where I we upload our podcasts and you can also find our podcasts on, on, uh, on our Play Store app so you can check always and see so that you follow up, please. God bless you. We, sh- we sometimes do some repeat on our radio for those of you that missed and those of you that want to go deeper and to be clarified. You receive clarity of what we are talking about. So we want to bless God uh, we want to worship spirit for this opportunity he has availed that we are able to reach you f- uh, uh, from your phone, from your mobile, from your computer, uh, everywhere you are, in your office or at home, even when you're moving or driving, may the Lord bless you. Thank you for always uh, turning in. God bless you. Yes, we want to continue uh, with our a teaching concerning the experience of Christ. Now we come to what we call the secret of experiencing Christ in the book of Philippians. And you are going to discover several things in the book of Philippians. Uh, the Lord is so marvelous and wonderful. The secret of experiencing uh, Christ in Philippians. When we come to Philippians chapter 1, verse 19, through verse 21, it says, I know that for me this will turn out to salvation through your petition and the bountiful supply of Christ, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I will be put to shame. But with all boldness, as always, even now, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether uh, through life or through death, for to me to live is Christ. Now this is Paul when he wrote some of the beautiful words of experience in Christ. When we come to verse 19, we see that uh, it refers to the supply. He says that I know that for me this will turn into how to salvation uh, through your petition and the bound forward supply of the spirit of, of Christ. So we see that in verse 19 it talks about Christ being the supply. Um, in Greek this is a particular word indicating a bountiful all and all-inclusive supply. When the supply has got everything included in it, this supply is not of the Spirit of God. No, it is strictly um, speaking uh, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, we have got to see a vast difference. The scripture talk about the Spirit of God and they also talk about the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You understand? So, in chapter 2 of Philippians, and when we come to verse 5, we have seen that the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
Verse 13 says that it is God who operates in you both the willing and the working for his good pleasure. Now, you see several verses in Philippians, they are also talking about the experience of Christ. Verse 3 says in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, uh, rather Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, mm, chapter 3 of verse 3, it says that we are the circumcision, the ones who serve by the Spirit of God and boost in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. When you come to verse 7 through verse 14 of chapter 3, it also continues to read and say, What things were gains to me? We are in uh, Philippians chapter 3. Now we are reading verses 7 to 14. It says that, What things were gained to me, these I have counted as loss on account of Christ. But moreover, I also count all things to be lost on account of the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, on account of whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as refuse, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is out of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteous the righteousness which is out of God and based on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his image if perhaps I may attain to the uh, to the to the out he says that if perhaps I may attain to the out resurrection from the dead not that I have already obtained all I'm already perfected but I pursue if I even I may hold of that which I also have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not count of myself to have laid hold, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before I pursue toward the goal for the prize to which God in Christ Jesus has called me upward. Now, when we see this passage in Philippians chapter 3, this is the full enjoyment of Christ, the full experience of Christ that Paul was talking about. When we come to the book of Philippians, we see that it has got several verses that talk about the uh, realization of Christ, the enjoyment of Christ in our day-to-day life, in whatever we do. Now, let us first finish quoting all the chapters and the verses that talk about the experience of Christ. Let us come to uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, I know also how to be a best and I know how to abound. In everything and in all things, I have learned the secret both to be filled and to hunger, both to abound and to lack. I am able to do all things in him who empowers me. Now, with those wonderful scriptures, we can now begin to explain explain uh, bit by bit to see that we see how we can take them into our reality, into our day-to-day application. Hallelujah. So, in the previous two chapters, we saw that uh, Christ is everything. We saw in the book in Colossians, uh, it shows that he is God and he is also man. We saw that Christ is the creator and also Christ is the first item of creation. We also that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Moreover, 
He is the reality of all positive things. In other words, everything that is positive, it typifies Christ. All physical and material things are simply shadows. We saw that the reality of all these things is Christ. Jesus is in Christ, Jesus Christ, and is Christ himself. So, now, we see that Christ is life to us. And according to 1 Corinthians uh, 15.45, we saw that Christ is the life-giving spirit. He is in our spirit as our life today and also our hope and aim and goal for the future. In other words, if you are aiming at anything, aim at, you have a goal, let your goal be Christ. And if you have any hope, let your hope be Christ for your future. So now such a Christ whom we have seen in those previous uh, chapters and books must be rolled in us, built up in us. This is the uh, the message of the book of Galatians. We saw the book of Galatians that we are seeing that in Galatians, Christ must be rolled in us, be formed in us. According to this book, we saw that Christ must be the indwelling one, the one who indwells into us. He is subjective. He is no longer objective in heaven, but he's also to be experienced subjective in our lives. He lives in me. He lives in you. This is what we call, because he is revealed in us, he, he lives in us as our life. We have been put into him. That's what Galatians was telling us. He is being formed in us. And that is, he is being mingled with us, wrought into us, and we and woven into every inward part of our being. Christ has permeated every, every, everywhere in us in Jesus' mighty name. So, we see that Christ has come into our spirit and now he is in our spirit in order to saturate us to permeate all our inward parts by coming into our mind, emotions, and will. Christ must saturate us, filled in our minds, emotions, and will. I tell you, we have got to experience Christ in the spirit, in the soul, and in our bodies. In this way, he will saturate our entire being and mingle with us to be the, to be, to be the indwelling Christ as our life. These are the main points from the book of Colossians and the book of Galatians. Now, when we come to see Christ as our life and expression, it brings now us uh, it brings us now in the book of Philippians. So, Philippians gives us the secret uh, to experience Christ. There is a secret you have got to discover, but it is found in the book of Philippians. The first chapter speaks of Christ as our life and expression. Christ is supposed to be taken as our life and expression. That was in uh, chapter 1, verse 20. For Christ is supposed to be magnified in our body. He's supposed to be magnified in our body. That is verse 20 of chapter 1, Philippians. So uh, this is for Christ to be expressed in us in a glorious way. In order for Christ to be magnified, to be expressed, um, through us and from within us he must be life in us he's supposed to first be life in us in order for him to be magnified or expressed in other words we are supposed to take Christ no longer as only the savior but as our life the bible says when Christ our life you see Christ is our life so he is our life for us to live out that life when we Live uh, when his life into us, then we are able to um, to see him magnified. This is why Paul says, "To me, to live is Christ." That is verse twenty-one of uh, Philippians one. 
He says, for, for to me to live is Christ. That means that Paul was having the life of Christ in him. And he was, he was no longer the one living, but Christ was living in him. This means that Christ lives in us and lives himself out of us. He lives in us and also lives himself out of us. He is our life. He is our living within us. Now he wants to live himself out of us so that he can be magnified in us. I hope you understand. He begins by living in us. Then he also wants to live himself out. Live himself out of us so that he can be magnified in us by the things we do. Therefore, the book of Philippians in chapter 1, it speaks of Christ as our life and our expression. If we have received him as life, then we must express him. And when we express him through our actions and our works, our words and what we are, then that Christ who is life into us, he is magnified that everybody can see him. Everybody can see that you have that Christ. So, this is what it calls, we, it, we call uh, uh, Christ being our life and expression. You see? So, when we come to another uh, secret in Philippians chapter 2, we come to that which we call Christ being our pattern of life. Christ being our pattern. When in Philippians chapter 2, the apostle, we see that he sets up Christ as a pattern, as our pattern, as our example. And here, the most important factor is our mind. For Christ to be our pattern is for us to change our mind. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says that, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then they show us the pattern that came out of that mind. You see? So, in the Greek, we see that the phrase... Uh, Think this in you. That's what it means. Let this mind be in you. It means think this in you. We have to think things as Christ did think them. We have got to think things as Christ thought them. You understand? The real human life is bound to the mind. Your entire life is bound to the mind. Whatever you are is bound to the mind. We are what our mind is filled with. You understand? So, Whatever we think, we will do. No matter when, no matter how, whatever you think, you will do. If you think Christ, you become Christ. If you think evil, you become evil. If you imagine any other thing, you become that thing because our life is centered on our mind, is bound to the mind. So the kind of life we live depends on what we have in our mind. <clears throat> so, According to the New Testament, the mind has an important position in our being. In other words, our existence is based on our mind. It is the leading part of the soul. You see, in our second part, which is the soul, there are also three parts. But the mind is the leading part. After we are regenerated in our spirit, the next step is that we are transformed by the renewing of the mind. You know that scripture in Romans 12 verse 2? After the Holy Spirit has saved us, after Jesus has redeemed us, our spirit has been regenerated, given a new life in Christ. We have another serious work to do. The next step is in our, our, our soul life. And they begin by telling us, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 2 this means that our mind has to be changed even to repent means to turn to change the mind if you repent of a certain weakness or sin the lord is telling us also turn from it change a mindset toward that thing we need to repent by turning our mind to the lord but <clears throat> but that is only the beginning when you begin to turn to god then after you have repented and you have been regenerated you are born again now from that time onward we need to have our mind constantly constantly renewed on a daily basis our mind should be renewed day by day so how is your mind renewed that's a question we can ask how is our mind renewed <clears throat> now on the one hand it is to take christ as the pattern the example and on the other hand it is to have christ spread himself within us permeating and saturating all our inward parts then we will truly have the mind which was in Christ Jesus the only way our mind is renewed is when number 1 we take Christ as our example as our pattern do things as he did them and another thing is that we have got to see this Christ spread himself within us permeating and saturating all our inward parts in our eyes in our mouth in everything all our inward parts are supposed to be saturated with Christ you see so then we will truly have the mind which in Jesus Christ you see the things of christianity proper christianity they are not simanke do you understand we are not copying a person who is outside us we are not imitate imitate a person but the lord wants us to experience the realities of christ and this christ we are now to follow as our example as our pattern has become a lord spirit living in our spirit so he says let this mind be in you you see uh, the example of christ set up in philippians chapter 2 actually refers to the record of the four gospels matthew mark luke and john So this is why we have to read the gospels many times read Matthew Mark Luke and John we have to take Christ as our example let us see how he lived on earth how he spoke how he responded the patience he had the love he had the care he had let this mind be in us however this is not merely to follow him by imitating him just like a donkey or a monkey can cannot truly imitate a man Uh, a monkey can try to imitate a man but we cannot imitate Christ no in such an effort we would be as stupid as a donkey because donkeys however much they want to do what man commands them they are so uh, stupid and they are not and and the monkeys are not you know the character of a monkey so if you could get into a monkey and uh, However the monkey could live our life but if we cannot go into a monkey the monkey however much it imitates man it cannot be man that means that Christ had to live this physical life whereby he was objective outside of us whereby he was telling the disciples follow me but they could not enter into his mind enter into his heart no they could not feel the love he had now he has become a resurrected Christ a life giving spirit 
whereby he is now a spiritual Christ who can who is able to enter into us and work himself into us so that we can we are able to leave him out you see he now can be our life so in the same way how can we imitate Christ unless we have him living within us Christ has to live in us then we can follow him without Christ living in us we can never imitate him you see in philippians however we see that we have Christ set up as a pattern as a pattern based on the fact that Christ is now living within us meaning that Christ will never be a pattern if he's not living within us as a spirit so when we see this Christ we begin also to take him as our goal philippians has told us in chapter 3 that Christ is our goal <clears throat> hallelujah so he says that Christ is our goal if you are aiming at any other thing Christ is our goal. In Philippians chapter 3, we have Christ as the goal, the mark, the aim, and even the prize. When you look through the scriptures in Philippians chapter 3, he has become our goal, Christ has become our mark, Christ has become our aim, Christ has even become the prize. We should not be frustrated by all other things. We as children of God, as we said before, God gave us many material things items in order for us to exist and live and enjoy this life but we all know that without food without drink all other things need for necessity of life we could not exist you see how then could we live for Christ how then if us live for Christ in order to keep us alive we need those things God has created the material things and he has given them to us. However, this is too much of of a responsibility that we will be distracted by these material things that the Lord has given us to enjoy as we are following Christ. People have been attracted to the material things away from Christ as the mark of God's economy. In other words, Christ Jesus is the mark of God's economy, God's plan. God created these things for Christ and God provides for us so that we can live for Christ. God has given you that car, that money, that house, everything that you have for only one reason so that Christ we can live for Christ. God is purpose in giving us so many material things that we have that we may uh, that we may have in our homes that are existing it is that we may live with Christ. and we also may live for Christ the worldly people the unbelievers they are those people that of the world they have been and they are still distracted from Christ by these materials they don't want to get saved you talk about salvation he talks about his business his work is whatever they have been distracted by these material things even the church we have some believers that are distracted diverted from Christ as being their mark their goal they are now having as uh, work goals marriage goals uh, prosperity goals uh, those goals family goals they are no longer having Christ as their goal so not only so we have seen that even uh, in church religion and religious things have also distracted as we mentioned in Philippians chapter 3 they have distracted uh, the believers we saw in Galatians chapter 1 Apostle Paul 
He tells us that when he was religious, he was distracted from Christ. He could persecute the church. He could persecute the church and the disciples in the name of being a religious person. That's how people that are religious, distracted by religion and religious things, they are persecuting, persecuting the church. They are persecuting the, the disciples and the followers, the pastors, the ministers of God. Even Paul, we have seen, he was not distracted by worldly things. No. But he was a fundamental religious person. You see? So, we have seen that uh, Paul also was not a person that he didn't love God. No. Because he was a religious person. But he was in Judaism. Judaism was something given and ordained by God. Even something ordained by God can be a factor utilized by the enemy to distract people from Christ. There are several things that God has given us, even spiritual gifts. You see, uh, Judaism was a, a something, a religion that was given by God uh, to the Jews. But it came to pass that uh, time came that when people were distracted away, when Christ came as a reality, they were clinging on Judaism. You see, even something ordained by God can be factor utilized by the enemy to distract people from Christ. So God ordained the Jewish religion for the purpose of keeping people from Christ, for Christ. The Jewish religion was keeping people ready for Christ so that when Christ comes, he takes them from religion to Christianity, to bring people to Christ. But we see that the enemy of God utilized God-ordained religion, that was the Judaism, and it distracted the people with the religion and the people were distracted from Christ. And Paul indicates that uh, this is in, uh, in Galatians chapter 1. Even him was distracted. And again it comes back in Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 and 6, he says that he was circumcised on the eighth day of the race of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as the law a Pharisee, as to zeal persecuting the church, as to righteousness which is in the law, he became blameless. You see, how much he was distracted. He was so much distracted from Christ by the religious things and to the religious things. He has mentioned them. These are distracted him. He could not see Christ. Today even Christianity distracts people from Christ. Christianity should be something for Christ. The spiritual gifts should be something for Christ. But today's Christianity distracts people from Christ to itself. Not only can the worldly things distract us, religious things can distract us from the goal who is Christ, from the mark who is Christ, from the prize of God who is Christ and which is Christ. Today as I finish this episode 10, I encourage you to begin to take Christ. Take him as your goal, as your mark, as your prize, you see, as your pattern. Take him as your life and as your expression. Let Christ be magnified in you. Let Christ become our pattern in our mind so that we live for Christ, we live in Christ. Let us have Christ as our goal. Hallelujah. This has been our emphasis in this episode. Once again, I want to end here. I say that the Lord bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Ode from Kampala, Uganda. You can find us on our website www dot freedom experience ministry dot org all visitors on facebook at freedom experience ministry may the lord bless you don't go away enjoy the music in jesus name there is freedom
for more information or get more of these messages or donate to our ministry, contact us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry, or visit our website on www.freedomexperiencezone.com. Or you can call us directly on class 256 Triple seven eight eight seven eight five eight. Thank you.